Hey guys, what's up? It's uh, Jamie Dean and Kylie coming at you live from all over the world. Today is one magical, beautiful day out here in uh, Nelson, BC. I'm finally getting up to Dean's temperatures. It's 30 degrees outside. I had my morning coffee just cooking in the sun. Like, look at I'm getting brown, Dean. I'm coming. Yeah, we're getting on you, Love man. it. Love it. Catching me up. It's not even 30 degrees here, so you're doing well, buddy. Buddy, <laughs> pal. <laughs> mm -hmm. too bad for kylie though it's raining i thought i thought that was always a bit that it always <laughs> always rained um but she told me it's true it's true cats and dogs or just rain just rain but it has been cats and dogs last mm. few weeks do you know where that term but... comes from no hit me comes from the old-fashioned when the the roofs in the UK were thatched and obviously the dogs and the cats would run across the roofs and they would fall and raining cats and dogs. Hmm. So it is literally, I never realized that. Yeah. But, but then on a, on another note, uh, I mean, I can't complain because there's plenty of people in the world that would be doing an absolute dance if they had some rain. So, absolutely it's all good it's all good yeah that's that's a crazy thing here we're we have a lot of uh forest fires here and so like when it starts getting 30 degrees for like a week straight everyone's like please rain just rain just rain just rain like it'd be perfect if it was nice three days and then rained one day that would be ultimate but uh yeah we'll see what happens this year it's uh it's pretty nice right now all the snow's finally melted so it's like mountain biking season is here so much fun so life's good um actually we should try you guys take the lead for a bit i'm going to try and uh log on to my phone right now too so that i can give you guys a little bit of a tour of the van and yes please. La la. let's do it go on carly you're you have well, control. I, think, well, I think we were talking about our approach to mondays and probably mm. why monday is quite a hard day for a lot of people um and if, I think if we start to break it down, there's probably numerous reasons for that. You've just had the weekend, so you've probably got into a couple of days of different sleeping habits and a different sort of natural routine. So that's probably disturbed. You've then just had your weekend, so your sense of freedom's been taken away from you. Um, I don't know about you, but I guess it also depends on whether you like your job or not especially whether you think yeah. you're thinking about your freedom, especially if you've just had the weekend and you've been doing things you enjoy and then you've got to go back to a place that you don't necessarily like being. So I guess how you yeah. feel about your job um, is probably a big one. And I don't know about you, but I think it's also a very much a cultural thing. I'm going to speak for the UK. You know, it's kind of like one of those things around the office water cooler. Oh, it's Monday. Um, so I think yeah. it's quite like a cultural thing to be like, oh, yeah. Monday, and then start already talking about Friday night and the pub, or you know what you do in the week, and start to get into that mental like mindset of looking at wishing the week away and yeah. thinking about your little bit of freedom that you're going to have at the weekend again. Yeah, for me that was very much the case. Even when I was at school, I mean, I used to I used to wake up Saturday and think, oh my god, I've only got you know, I've got less than two days now to enjoy myself, you know, before I go back. And then Sunday night, I was 
Sunday night was pointless exercise because I was so worried about Monday turning up my doorstep that I didn't enjoy it at all. I was just counting down. I was watching like crappy TV because I was young. And I was like, oh my God, I've got to have a bath now. Set the alarm clock. I mean, it's, oh, I mean, I can go, I can literally it's be draining. Back and I, I couldn't stand it. And then I couldn't sleep and it's counting down. And yeah. And then you're right, Kylie, you kind of get into Monday and it's, I used to wish my entire week away, five days. And I'd be yeah. staring at the clock, just willing it on, willing it on, willing it on to tick quicker. And that is a very sad and mm, bit of a horrible place to I, be. I've completely been guilty of it. I think for the best part of my work life, like it yeah. gets to Tuesday, Wednesday, and your conversation with your colleagues are, what are you going to do Friday night? What are your plans for the weekend? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, right, we need to just survive to get to Friday, live potentially for a couple of days and then we'll go back to surviving and you kind of find yourself in this awful loop of how you view your week and you view your life and what you're doing. Mm. What have you found that changes that the most? Balance. Um, I know some people don't like that word, but I guess that balance between thinking the weekend is my bit of freedom and the only time that I can do something that I enjoy and that's my time. So sort of redressing that balance in that thinking, actually the week can bring me some joy. The week can bring me some things that I want to do. And I, and I guess, I guess being in a place where you enjoy, like if you're in an environment where you want to go and you enjoy being and you thrive in and that you, I don't know, you find your purpose and your meaning and et cetera, et cetera. I guess obviously, that gives you that spring to want to get out of bed on a Monday and, and be there. Mm. For me, I think it's change. Like, I don't think there's anything that I'll be able to just do and then like be excited every single day. I think it's always got to be changing for me. Um, yeah, because I love those feelings when you just can't wait for Monday, spring out of bed and get going. Mm. Yeah, I think variety is a big thing. I think if you're in the, if you're doing a job that's very much the same, same every week, every day, I think that's tough. Especially if you don't enjoy it, you're just lost in it, and it becomes almost like you're an autopilot. You're not even you're not even thinking about it. You're just there, and then I used to just daydream for hours and hours and to plan my next uh, trip abroad. But yeah, I was. If I could go back, I would probably, I would try, I'd try, I'll do my best to reframe it slightly to say that actually I'm here because of something, it's a means to an end or it's going to help elevate me to the next stage of my life. It's going to allow me to travel and see these amazing places rather than, fuck me, this is torture, this is hell, this is, you know, this is going to be the end of me. Like there's no escape. Yeah. I think you can you can quickly go down that rabbit hole rather than say like, you know what, it's not permanent. It's not forever. You know, if I feel this way, it's saying that there's something not right. This is the alarm bell. This is the, you know, I need to, maybe I, I, I it would help my cause to find something else or go off into a different direction. 
So I don't think it's the end of the world, but in my mind, I would say I'm de I was definitely guilty of doing that and, you know, not looking for the positives when there were clearly many and different opportunities. And it's always a choice, always a choice, always a choice. Well, it kind of leads into what Jamie, a little expanding what Jamie was saying about changing you, Dean. Like, mm. if you really feel that anxious about Mondays, Mondays really bring you that dread, that that mindset that's obviously not, it's not healthy. It's going to rebound on you in so many other ways. Then that's the point to start to look at it and be like, okay, what can I change? What can I do about this situation? And we all know that there's change. We all stay in potentially jobs because we think, oh, you know, we can't find something else. And what about money? But worst case scenario, when we ask those questions and people are, oh, I could end up on the streets, I could lose my home. We all know that that would be really drastic situations. The chances are you need to just plug along for a while, job hunting and find something that you're really passionate about or make an opportunity for yourself. And, and put your time and energy in that. But there's going to there's gonna be something that you can do about the current status quo. Mm -hmm. I think a huge thing too is um, having something to work towards. Um, do, just, do you guys hear an echo or no? Am I clear? Yeah. A little bit. Okay, because I'm, I'm on my phone now too. So it's like the double thing. Um, huh. I think having a goal to work towards It'll help you like not have that feeling too. Cause if you're like, oh, I'll wake up Monday morning, I hate my job, but I'm going here because in six months from the money I save up, I'm going to be going on a world tour for the next two years, or I'm going to save it for six months and I'm going to take two months and I'm going to figure out, I'm going to go to school for two months and I'm going to upgrade and then get another job that I want. So for me, I never really had that goal. It was just going to work being like, I'm going to work and I'm going to work and I'm going to work some more. And there was never really this like goal or desire of what I was going to get to. And how did that, yeah. make, did that make you feel stuck? Did that make you feel like there was no way out? Is this just the way it is? Is this how it's meant to be? Yeah. What was going through your head? It, it was, this is the way it's supposed to be. And everybody is telling me I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky for the job I have. I'm so lucky for the life I live. I'm so lucky for everything. So I was like, I must be crazy to think that this isn't good. Everybody else is telling me how good this is, you know? So there was that battle of that, that social stigma of, especially when like other people were looking for work. Mm. I'm like, man, I must be the luckiest person in the world, but I didn't wake up feeling that way. Yeah, but then there's two ways to look at this and target this. I mean, from a coaching situation, you could try and target what's causing you the anxiety. Let's identify that. Let's work on that. Let's try to get a plan to overcome that, whatever outcome that is. Or there's that gratitude, I guess, angle of make a list of things that you can be excited about when it comes to your current situation and what your week's got for you. And, and, and I guess also build on on you what can you do during the week if it I guess if it's that pattern and I've done it for many years of going to work coming home having dinner having a bath and going to bed and doing nothing else like how can you break your week up and put and inject a bit of excitement into it I don't know whether that is some drinks of some mates down the pub or picking up a new class of some sort but what can what else can you do to make their 
some excitement for yourself in a way. Mm. And I think the a powerful reframe is the what if reframe, because I feel that in many cases, I feel that people might not want to leave their jobs because of financial or maybe it's to do with stress, maybe it's to do with commitments, responsibilities. And that question that removes that and to say, well, say, say money wasn't an object or failure wasn't an object. What would you want to do? What would you, how would you go about your life? What would be your perfect day? And then you're removing that element that kind of blocks what they're trying to see. And I, I feel that is a powerful way to get them out of their heads and to see that, well, you know, if money is an object, how, how are you going to kind of cushion that blow? How, how could you work around that? Is there not a, a support or grant system that you can apply for? Is there a way to maybe work part-time so you can um, what's it, mediate, mediate that, that burden? Or if it's failure, maybe, you know, what is failure? What does failure mean? Does failure mean that, you know, you, you go off and you meet new people and some people don't like you? What's failure mean? Is it rejection? Is it, and you can just go off in all these different, down these different rabbit holes. And I find that that's a powerful reframe, the what if, you know. Totally. Yeah, I think absolutely. A big thing in the, lots of people, I think, it's almost overwhelming if they've never thought about it before. So you start with just, how would you wake up in the morning? And someone could say, I'd wake up without an alarm clock. And that just kind of starts it. And that starts your daydream. And then, okay, what next? I'd sleep until the sun comes up. <laughs> Perfect. What next? You know, I'd have my animals run into the room. I'd like have a garden outside. Just little steps and just start building on it. And then yeah. you build that feeling inside, right? About your reframe, which is huge. But yeah. then taking that and flipping that, like while you're currently in a situation, like how can we change, for example, your morning routine to put you in a better frame of mind? Like what do you do in the morning before you're even getting to work? Are you already telling yourself a hundred times before you've even stepped in the door, dreading today, don't want to go in today, today's good as shit. Like what can we do to change the routine in the morning what can we do to bring some positivity to your morning and then and then as i say so because if you if you are going to be in this situation for a while what can we do about it how can we make work a little bit more fun or how can we make work a little bit more enjoyable what what new thing can we bring into your day at work and then also outside of work what can we inject into your life outside of work to bring you a bit of joy a bit of happiness a bit of excitement to look forward to so a... we've got that that ultimate goal but then we can work towards making things better now too yeah that's an amazing point because i remember exactly what you just said uh, i used to tell myself a hundred times that i'm dreading today it's going to be a bad day i've got to put up with this manager i've got to go to school i've got to learn this i've got to be a place where i don't want to be and i feel that if you've got a goal or a, an objective that you've, you know, a lot, and I challenge anyone that says I don't have time because it could be 10, 20 minutes. It could be studying before you go to work or studying on the train to work or after work or when you go to bed, having that, that routine that, that kind of calms you and gets you prepared 
because I feel that I wasn't prepared. I was just, yeah. I wasn't doing anything about it in a positive way. I was just moaning and whinging and letting it drag me down further than waking up early and like, well, okay, I'm going to read this book because reading this book is going to give me more knowledge and it's going to help me maybe learn something in a different area that I can utilize further down the line or I could study this. In my head, it was a case of this is the way it is. Everyone's doing it. And as Jamie said, like, there must be something wrong with me because no one else is moaning. No one else is feeling this way. Yeah. Or you get that group moan. Like everyone gets to work Monday morning, you're in the kitchen making that cup of coffee and everyone's like, oh, frigging hell, it's Monday again. And there's that, there's that automatic vibe. Mm. And if you were feeling rubbish before you get in the door and then there's this group vibe of, oh, God, we're at desk, it's Monday, got four days to go, yeah. Like you, you're then surrounded by it. Yeah. What about this one? Have you ever had it where you've worked all weekend and you're like, I'm going to get into work on Monday and I'm going to change my attitude and I'm going to be positive. I'm going to be upbeat. I'm going to change this. You get into Monday and then all of a sudden there's that energy of like, Oh, it's Monday. We hate it. And you're trying to be that voice of reason and people just hate on you more. And you're like trying to be different. You're trying to be positive. You're trying to be outgoing. And it's like, that takes so much energy that well, I've tried that before. And it's like, I can't keep it up. I like, it's so crazy to see how like, it's so much easier just to, be one of the herd and just be like yeah. Bob comes yeah. in and goes like, Hey man, Monday. Oh, it was such a good weekend. And now I'm here for a week. And you're like, yeah, man, me too. Rather than being like, what? This is awesome, man. We have a job. It's great. We're working towards this and blah, blah, blah. And then Bob looks at you and goes, no, mate, you're a mess. <laughs> you know, it's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I was one of them on both sides. Mm -hmm. Both sides. Yeah. And it's that herd mentality and it's, I think as well is that idea of you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to be that outsider. If everyone's moaning and you're upbeat and come on, let's do it, guys. You're putting yourself out on the fringes. So I think that's part of it. But it's so easy to moan and whinge. I used to be such a whinger and moaner. Oh my god, I kind of where, cringe when I think. Of it. Where did that term "teacher's pet" come from? Like that sort of mentality. Remember in school where that one mm. person, they yeah. were just excited to learn. They just wanted to like yeah. learn more. They, I can see Kylie being that person right now. <laughs> yeah. And then I and used then to get into other... school early so I could speak to my teachers. I used to do a round in the morning just to say hi to my teachers in the morning before school. And all the other kids must have just been like, whatever. And that's, that's how can kids. How can kids think that? You know what I mean? Like, how did they get that put in their mentality that it's like talking to the teacher is a bad thing or trying to get more help is, is a bad thing? Like, it's crazy to think that. Like, why don't all the kids go like, no, I want to get in early too. I want to get in early too. I want to see what, what the teacher has has for me that's special, you know? What what do they hear at home? I, 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 is there an environment at home where mum and dad are like, oh, I don't want to go to work tomorrow, you know, it's Monday. Yeah. Oh, it's the you know. Oh, it's the weekend freedom. Like, I guess, what are we? What are we brought up with? I I guess is, and and I I I don't know. I can always hear my mum saying things like, "Well, you've got to go to school." Not that I often ever complained about it, but it, it was like, it was like school was a, a this heavy obligation. It was never made out to be like this fun 
great place to be because you're going to be learning all these new things and soaking up all this new information. It was always, I can even remember at home being kind of described as like this like obligation. You you have to do it. Mm-hmm. The language yeah. it wasn't positive or encouraging. Yeah, but like my parents loved school. And for me, it was like, it was a mix of going to purgatory and maybe doing, um, what's, the, what's the word called? Um, community service. Do you know what you mean? Like, like, oh, Dean, I just want to... That's how I felt. Well, that's how I felt. It was like that obligation. Like, I'm going into, because I have to do this. And once my hours are over, I'm free. That was, that's how it felt yeah. to me. Yeah. You know, I was just well, painting a fence for... Out of curiosity, what were your teachers like? Mm, I had some good ones. I had some ones I was petrified of. <laughs> but they were right to me because I was quite quiet and good. I was quite well behaved. I felt I was I was not the smartest or cleverest back then, but I was on the smartest groups. But the teachers were quite cool with me, I must admit. But there was a few I didn't like. And but some good ones. My French teacher, I remember, history teacher. Yeah, there's some good ones, but there were some, I don't know, teachers that I, I don't think they wanted to be there. They were just there for the money, which is fair enough, but I, they weren't good with kids. Or maybe they had more things going off in their personal lives. I'm not sure, but I wouldn't necessarily um, put them as teachers because they weren't. They weren't that good with kids. I don't know. It seemed like a weird job. If you hate your children to be a teacher, but for some reason it seems to be the rave these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because so, that's what helped me. What about you, Jamie? Um, I, I never really connected with any of my teachers. I didn't. It, it was crazy because I, I grew up not thinking that adults – I grew up thinking that I couldn't talk to adults, if that makes sense. Like my parents were always my parents. They weren't people that I would talk to and communicate with. And like, it was so weird how it was like the way I think of adults compared to me. So I couldn't talk to a teacher like a person. I just felt like they were this upper level of people that like I just had to do things for. And it wasn't, it wasn't a good thing. There was one teacher that it was because of her. I ended up being a millwright. And honestly, I'm pretty lucky that she made me do what I did and like go to these courses and like go down the road. I did because without that, I don't know where I would be today. And I, I always kind of give slag to my like past and like what I was in that whole millwright career and stuff. When really I'm, I'm very lucky that I got into that because I wouldn't have gone to university I just didn't have that drive to be a student and stuff like that. So that one teacher, she she saw that this is the road I should go down. And she actually pushed me pretty heavily into like going at uh, lunch times and doing like extra courses and stuff to like get me to where I needed to be. So bless her. I Thank God for those around. teachers. What's right? her name? Uh, Mrs. Joburg. Mrs. That's crazy. Joburg. I remember that. Hey, where's Mrs. Joburg now? Do you reckon? I don't know. I should probably look her up and see what she's... Give her a shout-out. Mrs. Joburg, reach out. Hopefully she's on... What's her first name? I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't couldn't ask her her first name. That's weird. What? Um, What? We used to have nicknames for our teachers. 
<laughs> one of our head of year, his name is Derek Adams, and we used to call him Desby. Like you just walk down the corridor in the morning and be like, all right, Desby, morning, Desby. Like we had like nicknames for our teachers and we're like on first name basis. Like no one was it was all very we we were we were very much encouraged that we talked to our teachers and we have like a relationship and mm -hmm. no. we had to coerce Sarah and Miss. You know, almost like this is what I can't stand about the education system in, in this aspect. It's almost like you're creating a class division, like they're almighty, all knowing gods. Yeah when they're just people. So you leave school with this mentality and then you kind of fear anyone that's older than you or in a position that's, you know, higher than you. And that's the bit I don't understand. It's, for me, it's, it should be the way you had it, Kylie. Because well, no, don't be wrong. We did still call, like, most teachers Mr. Something or Mrs. Something. But, like, there was no conversation that was off limits. You'd Like, you'd be able to walk in and be like, all right, how was your weekend? Like, what did you do? Like, there, it was it, most, there was a couple teachers and they were both in the language department, Mrs. Horn and Mrs. Stewart, scary ass. Maybe they were off limits, but everyone else was very calm, chilled. It was a very friendly environment. Um, and there really wasn't much off limits. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I used to think and like see the kids that would communicate with the teachers like they were people and just be in like awe. And I remember going to like friends' houses and see how they'd talk to their parents. Not that it was like rude or anything like that, but I was just like, it was very different to me because it was just, and don't worry, mom, like growing up was amazing. My family is amazing, all this stuff. It was just that, that, that communication and like respect, I guess. And it, it sounds so weird. It wasn't like, it's just a different way that I wasn't brought up. And when I was around it, I was like, this is different. It's like they're talking to each other like they're, they're equals. Where I was like, I was always like, no, 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 adults are up here. There was never, there was never this. And um, yeah, it's really interesting to think about right now. Mm. So yeah, but what, what are we going to do moving forward? What are the, some of the things that we can do where we've done to make Mondays like, like awesome or every day? I don't even know what day of the week it is. I'm lucky that we do this on Mondays because I know it's Monday. My <laughs> weeks fly by right now. The, the weekend comes, yeah. it goes. I'm just like, time doesn't even matter anymore. It's just I'm doing, I have a job to do. And the fact that I don't have somewhere in particular to be just means I get up, I do it, I keep moving forward. So for me, I, I don't have that feeling right now. Dean touched on something actually that he said, and I, I remember hearing a quote about, you know, what what do great leaders do like in the workplace in order to make themselves great? It was like, you know, 10 top tips or something. I remember one of them being that a good worker or a good leader or whatever plans for Monday on a Friday and they, they mm. plan it out. So it's not so heavy and that they plan Monday out to be a little bit lighter. So it's not like, oh, I'll do that on Monday, I'll do that on Monday, and then Monday becomes this big, heavy day with like there's so much that you've got to do and it becomes overwhelming. But they make Monday actually quite light and then plan it all out for like the week so it's far more attainable and not so overwhelming. And Dean said something about planning and it made me think of that, that quote that I'd seen. Mm. Mm. I would, yeah, I think that's interesting. I, I like to... On a Sunday, I like to map out 
for my week. And it gives me an idea of what's going to happen. There's going to be no surprises or no shocks <laughs> that are waiting me. So I, I like that idea. There's also a mentality that kind of goes a bit different to what Carly said. And that's do the thing that you're dreading to do first. Get it done, get it sorted, and then you're on to a winner. Then everything else is lighter and a bit more manageable. It's almost like, because when you pull it off, it's there and it's dreading. And it's like, oh my God, I've still got to do that. I've got to do this. I've got, oh, when am I going to do it? Rather than get it done out of the way. And then it's like, it's only upwards from there. The the bulk of the thing that you've been dreading or didn't want to do is done. And you're onto a flyer and you feel good about it. And then it, that weight is gone. And then you can move on to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. So I would suggest do the hardest thing first or the, the thing that you don't really want to do first and then it's like a victory and then you can build upon that and then you're flying into Tuesday, Wednesday and everything else just falls into place. Yeah. Uh, I would say take some time to, um, whether it's during your work day or whatever, we do it anyways, um, and just have a little bit of a daydream about where you want to be and what you want to do and think about the little things, the tiny little things you can do while you're at work to like get you closer to that dream. We all do it anyways. We, we all go on the internet during work and like make phone calls we're not supposed to and all this different stuff. So just plan that you're going to do it and make it like make there a reason for it. So you can be like, you know what? I'm going to slag off at work, but I'm going to do it for a good reason. It's, mm. it's, it's reality. So that's what I'd say. <laughs> I mean, that might not be good advice, but, um, you know, do it and make, no, but make it's, yourself happy. It's planting that positive, happy thought, right? Something that's going to bring a smile to your face. Mm -hmm. So that, there's magic in that. And it's like stealing, isn't it? They call it stealing. I, I love this the idea. Like, if you're away from your work for ten minutes, you're stealing time. That's how someone. <laughs> you're 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 stealing the the company's money that they're paying you, and that that just makes me laugh. I mean, that's how ridiculous it is. But it is almost like that. It's you know. But I used to be terrible. I used to like you know go to the bathroom and waste ten minutes, and that was my almost like little stick it to them. Yeah, exactly. So I think your idea is better, Jane. Rather than just sitting around and hiding somewhere that like I used to do, just make the most of it and, you know, send that email you, you wanted to send or reach out to someone or send that CV, whatever the case may be. I think it's far more beneficial with your time. Yeah. But I guess also you just said something, Dean, and I, again, I guess it, go, it goes into to why we feel like our freedom is being taken away when we go to work, because like that idea that you're stealing time, that you're stealing, so it's like your property of your employ, employment. Mm. And, you know, all that sort of language, it's going to go to this idea that we're going to some sort of prison or we're doing some sort of sentence yeah. and that our freedom is being taken away from us. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. What, uh, what do our um, amazing viewers do with their Mondays? Like, do you guys like Mondays? Do you dread Mondays? Like, where are you guys at in your lives? Like, leave us some comments, reach out to us, let us know. Cause right now where I am, this is Monday for me and I love it. 
Um, I, uh, I don't have that feeling right now. And I can say that for sure. I don't have the dreads and it's literally cause I don't have a job. So I mean, pretty lucky that way. I can tell you 100% why I have that feeling because I don't have a job. So, um, yeah, let us know. Let us know how you plan for a Monday. Uh, your tips, tricks, guidance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We'd love to hear it. Yeah. Find out what works for you as well. Just find out, try different things. And yeah, there's a lot of things you can, you can do. Totally. Yeah. Should, um, should, should we try and do a quick, uh, van tour? Do you want yeah, to do it. Yeah. 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 Here, just wait. Let's do see it. if we can go. Let's see if I can get back on here. Like how, how long have you been daydreaming about this, Jamie? The van? Um, probably ever since I've, I've been spending my winters in Mexico. So that was the last four years. I've been trying to figure out how I can make that work here. So, so daydreams can four, come four true. Years. Oh yeah, totally. You're living proof. Um, <laughs> they do. I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty good daydreamer though. I like, I really do find myself just like lost and I'm like, how long have I been doing this for? Um, daydreaming is so good for you. I mean, anyone that says daydreaming is bad for you, I would challenge that. Mm. Daydreaming is so like the power of creativity in that in those moments to kind of visualize. Because what you're doing is you're visualizing and you're feeling and you're you're transporting yourself somewhere else. You're traveling. You're going somewhere that maybe doesn't even exist. How is that a bad thing? I don't understand. Um, can you let me in, Kylie? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. There's another yeah, we can hear you. Oh, so this, this, is the, this is how empty the house is getting. Yeah. There's, there's my setup. It's kind of a mess over there. Wow. Can um, you explain to viewers that maybe have not? been watching before what you're up to so i just sold my house um and i'm moving into my 1978 camper van which you're going to see in a second um geez it's bright out here you guys still hear me oh yeah so here first i'll, I'll show you the for oh sale God, sign. It's so pretty. look at the green oh yeah look at Luke this is where i live you like Oh, oh you gone. Jamie, you went. He'll come back. He'll come back. I mean, what the viewers don't, might not know is Jamie's told Dean and I on a couple of occasions that he's building a little commune for us. Yeah, it's going to be good. So there's, there's our retirement plan. Let's have a look. Who's, who's watching? Oh, okay, let's say hello. So we've got Lauren Mays in the house. I'm going to chat with Lauren tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. We've got Daniel... Ashley, Ash Brown, uh, who else we got? People saying they love, oh, Ashley loves Mondays because it's a day off. So that's cool. Lauren's hour walk, chores, cold water treatment. Here he is, he's back, he's there back we with go. us. <laughs> we back. lost you. We lost yeah, you. Yeah, I saw that. So, so this behind me is the beauty, so. Wow, look at that. The old, the old 1978 Dodge Tradesman. And um, 
it's pretty pretty barren right now. Can you guys see inside here? Oh, I love the so wood. Can... Yeah. It's, oh uh... my god, Jamie! You've done the floor though. That's new. Yeah, the floor, the the walls are new. The walls are new. That box is like my garage over there. Um, this is a big thing for my mountain bike. The rubber floors are from uh, from my garage. I got a battery box I just built here yesterday. So it's uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. This is my garage, my workshop right now. Um, but yeah, this is kind of like this is Where's what I come into it. Where, where were all your tools gonna go? The kitchen. Right here. So the kitchen is gonna go up there behind the driver's seat. There'll be like wow. a, a desk there with running water. And then the bed goes right here, like this level. So then my mountain bike goes underneath on this drawer right here. Ah. So there's a massive drawer that goes here. And uh, yeah, so it's just plugging away every day. And uh, so that that's it. This is van life. This is what's this is what's happening. I got uh, just little chores every day, and it's funny because I'll like I'll work on something until it gets a little tough, and I'll take a break on that, and I'll go start working on a different part, and then like I can't quite figure out that, so I'll go back and work on something else. Well, but, is this five uh, days a week, seven days a week. This is every day. Every day. Wow. Every day, and then um, yeah, it took a lot Play to like rip love. it apart. Yeah, definitely. And then um, I do try and get out and like go mountain biking and stuff. So this is my my beautiful joy here, my mountain bike. No. It's uh, it's an electric mountain bike, which is the most amazing thing in the world. Um, so it gets me out and up in the mountains and stuff. And uh, yeah, so this is my real life, guys. This is what's actually going on. I'm moving from that house you saw into this van. And my, um, my girlfriend, Lauren, loves the idea. <laughs> and uh, the kids love it. We actually went camping the other day up to the top of the mountain, and we didn't get to take the van, but we took a tent and we took a car, and it was a pretty interesting experience. So it's going to be nice to have a van and uh, yeah. do it. I bet yeah. the kids loved it, though. Oh, totally. Totally. So, um, yeah, this is it's it's finally coming together i have like just under two weeks to get this done so uh yeah it's, it's very very real well we want another update next week yeah totally next hopefully by next week like the bed will be in and i'll have uh I'll, yeah once the bed is in then things are like really rocking it's almost done and when's gonna be when's the first live gonna be from the fan um probably it might be the monday after on uh, the fourth fifth sixth, like the sixth or something june 6th yeah it's the monday so, yeah yeah but this is good it works pretty good off the phone so yeah yeah but i mean that's literally all we need to like work is just a phone right i wonder if it works if i turn it sideways oh nice i'm upside down <laughs> <laughs> I can't we'll believe how it. much it's come along since the last time I yeah. saw it. You've worked hard. Super yeah, hard. It's, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of procrastination that goes into it. And a lot of, yeah, a lot of I just like don't know what I'm going to do with this. And then finally, I just did my thing, which I usually do. And I'm like, I'm doing it this way. And if it doesn't work out, I'll change it later. But I just need to keep moving forward. So 
that's uh, kind of what got me to where I am right now. So I'm pretty stoked. Sweet. Well Sweet. done, mate. Two weeks. Yeah. I Countdown. Two weeks. I'm so excited for you. I feel like I'm slightly living vicariously. <laughs> well, when you guys come and visit, we'll go on a we'll go on a tour uh, in the van. After the year and a half after we've all had, I that is that is happening. Mm-hmm. Totally. Does that include totally. flights as well? What's that? Yeah. Does that include flights? Flights? <laughs> Yeah, you'd think that flights would be super cheap right now, considering uh, the way the world's been the last little while. But I guess not. So you're going to fly us two out there to cut the ribbon for the opening? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, like totally. I've got my scissors. As long as, as long as you can get yourself somewhere super cheap to fly out here, then yeah, I'll do that for sure. <laughs> oh. Oh, cool. wow. I mean, if it all goes to plan, we'll just get a private chat. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, so on that note, I um, I got a friend coming over. She's going to help me out on the van for a little bit. So uh, I just kind of get her to do the stuff that I don't really want to do, which is an awesome way to work together. I'm like, she's just super gung-ho, and she has a van like this. So, like, I'll kind of work, go and help her work on her van. Like, we changed the alternator the other day, which is super fun, and then got it running. Um, with these old vehicles that are carbureted, like it's pretty amazing, like how you fix them. Like we literally filled a spray bottle with gasoline and then started spraying gasoline down the carburetor and then it started up and then it started running. So it's just handy little trick. Um, can't do that with a new vehicle though. So, um, yeah, super fun. I can see, I can see on your face. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's pretty good. Like this, it's, Working on my own stuff is so much more fulfilling. If I had to build camper vans for other people, I would probably just think it's a job. But doing this for myself, I'm like, yeah, this is pretty, this is pretty awesome. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right. Cool. Well, Mr. J, we'll let you yeah. go. Yeah, I got some work to do. So next week you guys can see some, uh, some good progress. Yeah. And there's a lot of guys watching now. I think Lauren seemed pretty interested in your toolbox. I don't know <laughs> if you mean by that, but, you know, <laughs> she like your toolbox, mate. So maybe the viewers want to see more of your toolbox next week. Oh, they want to see the tool. I'll actually, I'll let you see. You can't even tell what it is from the outside. That's that's what it looks like from the outside. They um, use, like, all the old old vents from the fridge, so you can't even tell what it is. I'll give you a sneak peek inside next week. That's next week. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Awesome. <laughs> Sweet. Right, guys. Hey, guys. Enjoy your Monday. Oh. Happy Monday, folks. Happy Monday, Happy Monday guys. See you all Sweet. later. See you Bye. guys. Ta-da. Bye-bye.